Hello everybody, thank you very much for downloading this episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. For more information, you can visit the Cinema Catch-Up Club's official Facebook page. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Or you can visit our website, thoughtjarproductions.com. This podcast is available on iTunes and SoundCloud, and we would really appreciate your subscriptions there, so pick your service of choice. For more information about this and other podcasts we produce, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com. And now, for this week's episode. Hello everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club. I'm your host, Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. This week... The 2018 FIFA World Cup is starting. Hooray! Goal! Cheat, cheat, cheat. Lay, lay, lay. Except Woo. I've just realised that Chile aren't there. Um, but, well, welcome. Anyway, yes, it's the World Cup. It's that time of the year when we all get together and we watch 32 nations battle it out for ultimate football supremacy. But here at the Cinema Catch-Up Club, we've decided to mark the occasion by watching a football-slash-soccer-based film. We let our patrons decide, and they chose 2001's Shaolin Soccer. So, joining me to review Shaolin Soccer, we have, as always, someone who has seen the film and someone who has not. Our guest who has seen the film, it's Mr. Dean Lovett! Hello! How are you, Dean? I'm great, thanks. And uh, just a reminder for the folks at home, who are you, Dean, and what uh, do you do? I'm Dean. Yep. I'm a Perth-based actor, comedian. Uh, yeah, I do a lot of stuff, man. What are you, what are you, look it up. <laughs> look it up. Look it up. Google it. You're probably on your computer listening to this. Just Google it. Yeah, just Google it. Just Google it. Look for the words Dean and love it. Uh, yep. Maybe Bogan Productions and Shakespeare. Not quite in that order. <laughs> um, Bogan Shakespeare Productions. That's the one. That's the one. Excellent. And you Improv have... D&D. Yes, yes, that's uh, right. If you are listening to this with some expediency, the mm. show's... The first um, show's tomorrow. <laughs> no, the, well, well, yeah, if it's yeah. Tomorrow, Wednesday. Yep, the first show's tomorrow, if you're listening to this the day it comes out. Uh, otherwise, there's a show in on Saturday night, Improv D&D. It's a combination of Dungeons and & Dragons and improv comedy. It's a really, really fun show. Uh, if you're not listening to this with expediency... Um, <laughs> depending on when you're watching it, um, a show was something people did to entertain themselves before the robot overlords took over. Mm. I'll pass on the uh, advertising bill for advertising on this podcast to you later. You have seen Shaolin Soccer. I have, yes. Um, I've seen it multiple times. What what do you think of it in a sort of vague, non-spoilery kind of way? I loved it. I really loved it. As someone, when I first watched it, I think I was around high school, and I was a big fan of anime. Mm -hmm. Uh, So watching the live adaptation with just the ridiculousness of it, um, it was great. It's it's very funny. Um, And it also, it knows its source material at the same time. Oh, yeah. And it's it's, it's, uh, Stephen Chow, who obviously is... More well-known these days for his later film, Kung Fu Hustle. Uh, sort of very, like, uh, mm. over-the-top, sort of, like, live-action anime stylings that he did. And sort of combining that that uh, high-octane element with a sports film, I think, was a really, really good choice. I would go so far as to say this is better than Kung Fu Hustle. Okay. Well, I, I also agree, because I, I saw this film first before I saw mm. Kung Fu Hustle. And although I should say, for those of you who don't know, I really like football football is one of my main interests outside of doing film podcasts this isn't overly football though is it well no not particularly but um but 
but yeah, I, I mean, I'm very excited about the World Cup coming up. And so when it was a, a case of going, what football film should we do? I was really pleased that the choice that was made was Shaolin Soccer, because there aren't that many great football films. I like... I'd say this is one of them. There's, uh, is it Mean Machine, that British one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, yeah, there's that. I'd say Bend It Like Beckham's not bad. Bend It Like Beckham's strong. That one's still pretty good, but there's a lot of average yeah, to, I mean, to bad. I'm also, as much as I love all the kind of anime influences, I'm also a sucker for sports films. Hmm. There's just something, it's, it's so easy just to have that underdog story. Yeah. Oh, we got to, you know, and then you train up and you get better and you, hmm. you build your way through the stages and... It's it's a really simple formula, but it always just seems to work at the end when you're like, yeah, we did it. You know, it's hmm. yeah, it's good. Yeah. And joining us to review Shaolin Soccer, our guest who has not seen the film, making his debut here on the podcast. Yeah. It's Chris Buckle. Hi, Stephen. How you doing? I am good. Uh, Chris, for the folks at home, who are you and what do you do? Uh, I'm Chris Buckle, as mentioned. Uh, I study philosophy at Murdoch, doing my honours currently. I'm also, uh, I guess, a supplementary member of the theatre community around the spots in mm. Murdoch, which um, yeah, is good also fun. fun. Yeah, no, I've seen, seen you on the stage. You know, I've, I've seen your Pericles, which isn't I'd as say. rude as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say quintessential before I'd say... Supplementary. Know, supplementary. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no, I'd, I'd put you in the quintessential. It's oh, a great well, word. I've got five essentials. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, Chris, you've not mm. seen Shaolin Soccer. No, I have heard of it. Mm. I don't really know anything about it. I think I remember a a poster for it and mm. I think I remember when it came out can you describe the poster is it predominantly orange with like a sort of goal of some sort and a kind of big kick it's not wrong there is a big kick <laughs> yeah see, I'm, I'm trying to remember as well because I've not seen the poster for a long time but I seem to remember like it's it's a very it's sort of like one foot on the ground, one foot high in the air, but there's a there's a football at the end of the mm. of the kick. Mm. I, I seem to remember that. Yeah. So no, okay, but, the picture I have. but aside from uh, recollection, uh, a recollection of the poster, you you know nothing about this film. No. Um, also, I'm not a fan of football per se. Uh-huh. Uh, I did play in my primary school years, and I did have the the, the shoes with the the little. The pointy things. I, I had the studs. Yeah. Um, uh, but I wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that it wasn't a very enjoyable sport for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have a favorite sport? Yes. I very much love basketball. Okay, mm. cool. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I do like a sports ball now. Mm. Um, I have found one that I agree with. Um, yeah. But your particular flavor is basketball. Mm, very yeah. much so. I like the hands. Okay. Uh, less the feet. What We're you... actually not allowed to kick the ball. Yeah, so. and it hurts when you do. I've tried it. Mm. Um, so so you're more of a Space Jam fan, I suppose. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you follow the World Cup? Because I'm not a huge soccer fan. I love a game of soccer, but I don't follow it uh, with any kind of, um, you know... Uh, uh, urgency so to speak um but i will i will find when the world cup rocks around i'll pick obviously socceroos and then i'll pick like a couple of other teams Mm. and i'll just you know fingers crossed and see how they go do you find you get into it during world cup um no i I was very much not a sporting person at Mm. all before uh um, the the basketball thing was a a, a strange event i'm thinking for a bit of fun when we get into the second half of the program um I'm going to get your both of your tips for who's going to do well in this World Cup. I'm going to have to do some research. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who um, I'll well, say this. It's not going to be England. Oh, um, how true. Because <laughs> they're uh, not good. 
I mean, we know. I, it, I want it to be the Socceroos, but it's yeah. not going to be the Socceroos. No, we know it's definitely not Italy or the Netherlands, though, because mm. <laughs> they did not qualify. Mm. Uh, but we'll get into all that in the next part of the program, because right now I think we should watch some Shaolin soccer. Are you guys ready? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, then, uh, for those of you at home, pop in your DVDs and use Tai Chi to bake that mantau as we prepare to watch Shaolin Soccer. And welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Shaolin Soccer. And by we, I, of course, mean Mr. Dean Lovett. Hello. And Mr. Chris Buckle. Howdy. So, Chris, that was your first time watching Shaolin Soccer. It was. What did you think? I thought it was a fun film. It uh, was nothing... It was not quite how I expected it to be. Um, I suppose, uh, in terms of sport films... Uh, I was unsure what the complication would be here, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, you know, the sort of, you know, getting the band back together, getting all the brothers out of their uh, um, individual dives and back into Kung Fu mm. uh, was, was quite interesting, putting the ultimate team together, mm. plus a bunch of subs. I really uh, liked his uh, Dean setup, all the sort of... Uh, anime callbacks or whether it was uh, like that hyper reality where you'd have a sort of um super actiony reality but then also it would be able to flow into a, a symbolic sequence mm. uh like um when they were doing when they were get first getting creamed in their practice game on the field and it was just turned into a war zone and, <laughs> yeah. and then it was just it then it was snapped out of it and it was just him standing there with like a couple of sticks miming and pretending to mm. be in a war zone that yeah was, it, it was a really hilarious. fun film and mm. Um, that was the thing I'd forgotten, having not watched it for so long, was like, I forgot there was a dance sequence in like the first 20 minutes. <laughs> I didn't forget. Oh, Dean, how was it revisiting Shaolin Soccer? Oh, it's great. I was I was laughing continuously. Mm. Um, it's been just not long enough since I've watched it that most of the gags, most of the things mm. uh, were new to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was surprised that I... I mean, I, I remember liking it, but I was surprised how zany the humour was. And like mm. you say, like, those almost sort of like th- there's non-reality sequences there's fantastical sequences of like the war zone on the pitch um you know things like that or the fact that when they came back from a memory of like the original shaolin master the dude was in the master suit and he just yeah took yeah over the thing to <laughs> yeah break it back had into to reality. undress himself because he was dressed beard. as the character it was wonderful um yeah, was so good. yeah it's it, it's a really really fun film and um Sort of non-stop, had that gag, humour, non-stop kind of thing. That yeah. Just, yeah. Just, it was just definitely just a comedy. It yeah. It's definitely written as a comedy. Yeah. Now, we, we watched this film uh, with subtitles. Uh, we watched mm, the subtitled it, version. Um, but there is obviously a version with uh, dubbing in English as well. Which is awesome. Mm. It, it mm. is. Because it, of the way that they dub it. Yeah. And I'm just curious uh, with both of you. Uh, we'll start with you, Dean. Do you, do you have a preference in terms of uh, dub versus sub? Depends what I'm watching. Um, depends the nature with which I watch it. I'd say these days, back in the day, I would move more towards subtitles. If it's a movie or something that I really want to focus on, I'll normally go subtitles just because it's more true to the form. Um, but often for me, it's dubbed because... I'm at home and I've got two screens on my computer and mm. one of them's playing, you know, whatever the show is, normally an anime, um, in, when, when it comes to dubbed and subbed. Um, yeah, and that's dubbed just because it's easy to watch, easy to consume. Uh, also, you know, dubbing's gotten pretty good these days. Yeah. 
back in the day it was dreadful but yeah. uh yeah it's pretty on point these days okay and chris for you dub sub uh well i i grew up um with uh some great dubs like the funimation uh dragon ball z mm. um and uh like uh, the evangelion one was pretty good um so yeah i used to definitely go in for a lot of dubs um especially if they're if they're you know good but uh these days i well yeah lately in the last few years i found when watching animes it became more of uh one just hearing the same sort of voice actors doing um similar sort of roles over and over again and also mm. it really gets to me when you watch something and it's just like american accents in mm. an obviously not american setting or yeah. something like that and then it's just like this is and then just and so I started watching a lot more subtitles mm. uh, lately, and um, also recently uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, Korean TV on Netflix. Mm. Um, and so <laughs> I know what you're talking about. And um, there's some ridiculous ones on. I was going to say what what is he talking about? Because I've not seen any Korean TV on Netflix. Uh, well, um, my gateway drug, as it were, was a, a Korean Odyssey, which I really liked, um, but. And uh, Strong Girl Bong Soon, that was also really good. Um, mm-hmm. And I really like the um, Hangul, the language, and how it sounds. And mm. um, I think the subtitles are usually done really well in that, uh, especially in like a, any of the sort of a- Asian languages where it, the, any direct translation w- just does not fit at mm. all. So like there's so yeah. much contextualizing work that has to be done. I think and it's also fun- yeah. about what you're watching. Mm. Um, like I've watched comedies uh, in foreign language um, that just don't work when they're dubbed because it's more about delivery, you know what I mean, mm. or, or drama. Again, it's it's that performance, and when you dub someone's performance, you're never going to quite hit mm. the heights yeah. that they did. Now, obviously, with something like Shaolin Soccer, I don't think they had to worry as much. It was a lot of visual gags, mm. it was a lot of absurdity, it was a lot of like really over the top acting mm. by choice, by deli- by by you know design. Um, so, so suddenly when you bring those, uh, dubs in for that, mm. it still works. Mm. The, the film, uh, begins, uh, in 1983 in Shanghai and we see, uh, the missed penalty, um, <laughs> golden leg, yeah, golden leg or, uh, coach Fung, uh, as he's known, he misses it. He deliberately misses it. We discover, um, uh, because of his teammate, Mr. Hung fixes the game uh, Mr. Fung, uh, golden leg. Uh, gets that golden leg broken, and we see him in the modern day in early two thousands, heavily polluted uh, <laughs> uh, Shanghai. Yeah. See, it's 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 not good. Did it's, you guys notice that every time, uh, especially when they're on top of the building, I really noticed that just the level of pollution. Mm. And this was a while ago, and it's worse today. But mm. I just every now and then I was like, "That's not fog. <laughs> that's yeah, anyway. That's something else entirely." I really um, liked um, the transition from that. Uh, back in time black and white sequence to them when you see uh As he walks, um, the yeah. bad guy yeah walking and sort of mm. turning into that, then the the suited such an uh, anime thing yeah though, and it was it? good mm. casting like, as well like the young actor and the, the the younger version of hung and the older version uh yeah just transformed quite so smooth yeah um, and like we see mr hung and he's in all the finery and you know uh, fung has just been hobbling along because he's still crippled yeah um and he gets fired by Hung, basically saying, you know, I've kept you around for 20 years and now I'm done with you. Go, go. And so... You need to start your own storyline. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And so Fung's... Oh, it's... And, and in, like, one second, there's, like... That, that's such an expositional mm, moment. Yeah. Like, instantly walks in and he's, like, he disrespects him. 
You know what I mean? He puts his boot up, up on his lower, head and cleans his shit. And then, like, in the same sentence, he just arbitrarily is like, by the way, mm. I'm the one who broke your leg. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not... Uh, it's just, like... Well, uh, it, I loved it. It's not a film for subtlety. No. In any way. And it's <laughs> no. wonderful. Like, it just embraces that. And, like, you know, we know Fung's having a bad time because he's day drinking in the street. Exactly. Yeah. Going, the in the street. hate people. Right. Uh, and that's when he encounters uh, Sing. Uh, who is Stephen Chow's character, who is uh, doing the splits across two piles of rubbish. Mm, of course he is. And has this mantra that Kung Fu can improve everybody's life. Mm. We see a woman slip on a banana peel, and he's like, with Kung Fu, she could have fixed that. The lady who's struggling to parallel park, if she had Kung Fu, she could just punch the car into place. Yeah, that's uh, no problem with that. Yeah the, yeah, the guy doing um, the topiary, trying to clear the yeah. tree. And he's like, see, if he learnt the sword technique, then he could just wah, 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 wah. Um, and we see Singh, he's a, he's a sort of, you could you could say he's down on his luck, but he seems quite happy with his lot in life. He's pretty chipper. He's collecting garbage. He's only getting twenty cents for it. Um, he's got, got very sort of wandering monk. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm just here uh, making my way in the well, world. Yeah, it feels well, like you know, he's like I don't care about material things. I mm-hmm. care about you know kung fu Shaolin. Yeah. And, you know, like, when he's walking around carrying all the garbage, he's, like, practicing his hand movements mm. and stuff. And uh, we see him go to um, uh, Sweetie's Steamy Buns, um, <laughs> where we have a dance sequence. He also oh, he yes, also meets uh, Mui, um, who is this uh, lady who works there who uses kung fu to make the buns. And she's very shy and uh, retiring. And oh, she's... Uh, you're pulling an interesting face, Chris. Yeah, uh, it's such a... Um had two-dimensional character oh, thought, like, it was almost just like oh well yeah we need a we need a, a female character in this film mm. um but, and mm. and and yeah one of course she's like a cook and and then like there, there's that great line which i thought just yeah epitomized her place in the film to start with you're beautiful and oh yeah and you're a kung fu master but yeah. that's besides the point until but, the end when we need that but like mm. i don't know I kind of I and I, I made this joke. I mean, I think we always make this joke. Is I doubt she'd pass, pass the Bechtel test. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, you know, she's one dimensional. But I think every single character in mm. the film, yeah, is yeah. also sure. one dimensional. Yeah, the, 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 there's not really a character that goes through a tremendous amount of growth. Like, no. like um, Singh is still happy go lucky mm. the whole way through, even yeah. though he has some hard times. He's He's always kind of like, yeah, we can do it. And like his brother's always like, oh, I don't know. Like th- we see a bit of growth in terms of like the, the, all his brothers get their sort mm. of kung fu back. Mm. They, yeah. they probably get the most out of anyone. But th- yeah, like we do, like Hung and Fung don't go for anything. Mm. Um, but yeah, we, we, with Mui, she doesn't, she doesn't, um, she, yeah, she doesn't go for any growth whatsoever. No, um, no. and then, and then, well, just, then like, she, when she, well, like, she somehow heals her face well, she, miraculously. Yeah, I mean, she literally goes through opposite growth and gets rid of all their hair. When um, they, um, when, um, he, uh, when the two mains meet up again, oh, oh, yeah, when she and um, uh, Singh, is Singh it? Yeah, yeah. Um, meet up again, and it's just like, oh, yes, but I love you. Don't, don't you love me? And he's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, love. Um, you fixed my shoes that one time. And she's like, I can fix your shoes again. He's like, no, I don't need that. I've got people to buy me shoes yeah. now. He basically he just, friends like, destroys her world. He's like, I really like you as a friend. Mm. And he's just kind of like, okay. That said, I was kind of digging the shoulder pad uh, high-waisted <laughs> shorts get-up she had, she had I, going. I didn't... The, yeah, the outfit was okay. The makeup was like no, the makeup was just horrendous. Just <laughs> it was brilliant, terrifying. Yeah, and you know, I mean, with 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 a comedy like this as well, like with you know, it's mm. it's a film called Chow in Soccer. You know, we're watching it because it's like what happens when Kung Fu masters 
play a game of yeah. football. I, you're not going there for like you know the deep moving character no, story of the no, year. Certainly not. But it is also important to point out that pretty much our only female uh, character famous. in this film. She saves the day. She does save the day. Yeah. But you're right. That Bechtel test is is failed <laughs> hard. Um, well, there's no other female characters, are there? Well, there's a, uh, weren't there the two with the uh, the, the fake moustaches? Yeah, in, they were and great. The other team? And, and th- they were, they were, I think they were meant to be men. The joke yeah. was that they were women playing men. I, I, yeah, I think, that, to be honest, that was a Monty oh, Python, yeah. are there any oh, okay. uh, women here joke, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. Right. Um, and you had the lady that ran uh, Sweetie's mm. uh, Steamy Buns, yeah. um, who kind of just shouted at uh, Mui the whole time, like, mm. you're worthless, get out of here! Very much like the disapproving parent or yeah. the senior. Yeah, mm, yeah, wasn't many... I mean, I, I don't know, like, I I think that's... Tr- so the whole thing seems to me like it's almost like a homage to the classic kind of um, martial arts films. Mm. with the ridic- And they basically just said, okay, let's take the world that these films present in the martial arts films with mm. the you know wire rigging and the crazy over-the-top fight scenes and let's just say, let's assume this is all real and put it, you know, today and then have them mm. play soccer. And if you look at it from that lens, it's pretty true to form in terms of its one female character. Yeah, mm. you know. Yeah, it, it, it is. And you know, it's not ultimately. You know, it's not the point of the film, but it's it's still important to touch on. Although, oh, it'd although, be nice to see some more. Yeah. But. Although, as you say, we do see uh, Mui come back into the film later on and save mm. the day. Um, but in the meantime, we've got to get to that day being saved. Yeah. So <laughs> Fung uh, is able, with the help of Sing, to get a team together consisting of his his kung fu brothers and we see them as you say in various states of I, depression I, I made some notes so i could keep track of them uh um we had uh iron head who was mm-hmm. um the only one i had a name for who is uh the brother who thinks he's a loser mm-hmm. uh the fourth brother who doesn't have a job um which one ca- hang on i can i'll tell you who they are. fourth brother was the bruce lee goalkeeper one yeah the one that was mm. his was like well, it wasn't iron fist or something but it was something to do with his uh, uh, i think he was empty hands i'm empty gonna hands, i'll get yeah. the list up uh and then there was uh, the calculating businessman who was... um given up his kung fu ways to take on the ways of business and you can, can you could tell not just by the fact that he was always on the phone and in a business deal but that he was convinced by the coin Mm. landing in a certain way and yeah. I was like, that uh. was iron shirt he's so all about yeah so you had iron head as you said uh, iron shirt uh, the goalkeeper was empty hand or lightning yep. hand uh, depending Ooh. on which version the chubby one who uh lightweight who, lightweight yeah, yeah lightweight who, who could fly yeah um, and uh, the other one the one with the comb over was hooking leg hooking mm, the bitter dishwasher yeah That's what who, I had who, him as. <laughs> who did, who did breakdancing <laughs> Um, I I have to say though I I even though the the effects maybe don't necessarily hold up as well I still find the sequences when all the brothers are playing together and just absolutely kicking ass mm. are still thrilling mm. they're yeah. still thrilling to watch yeah, visually was, I, I, I think that. what I love about it is like the older it gets the the better it gets in terms of the effects because mm. if, if the day it came out you're immediately going to be like oh how does this compare to today's stuff mm. whereas it once it reaches a certain age you can start classifying it with those old school kung fu movies mm. which were over the top and silly like if, if i don't know if you've gone back and watched crouch hidden uh was it crouching tiger hidden, hidden dragon, dragon. Yeah. oh man that does not hold up <laughs> like, oh, really the effect some of them you go back some of the really nice ones do but some of the old school kung fu movies just don't hold up mm. and that's what i like about it because it's not meant to it's like mm. the, the ball becomes the most obvious cgi thing ever mm. but that's kind of like part of the campy fun of it yeah it's, and the fact that it bursts into flames and mm. looks like a puma. Is that willing suspension like that. of disbelief? A flaming puma. Yeah, flaming puma. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Well, well, that would bring me to some technical football questions. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so I will answer these as best as I can as a fan of football. Uh, 
as a fan of football and someone who might have knowledge about the actual ball, mm-hmm. um, in that first training sequence, we see uh, Singh kick the ball up so high that it's, it presumably like, goes into like the stratosphere or yeah. something. They said an hour and a half. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, so... It, so 45 it, minutes up, 45 minutes yeah. down. Yeah. Um, would the ball survive that kind of change of... Pressure. My understanding of the physics and the speed it would have gone is that it wouldn't have necessarily returned to Earth's orbit. Mm. Uh, but traditionally, in uh, lots of football slash soccer based media, when in comics or cartoons they show someone kicking the ball up really high, the way they indicate it's gone really high is that when it comes back down, it has snow on it. Yeah. Um, and that didn't happen in this one. So my thinking is maybe more he just kicked it at a low trajectory and it went round the globe oh, before yeah. coming back. I'm um, thinking maybe it hit the airstream yeah uh and the airstream counteracted its movement Mm. in one direction and managed to make it stay in place but traditionally i would suggest that most uh footballs aren't designed for interstellar travel all right something to something to note for the uh, football players listening Mm. at home um and what about when he's kicking the ball that hard into the wall that he's breaking the wall Mm. into pieces Mm. um and practicing against that uh would would it would the ball be fine with that I actually think the ball has more chance of surviving that than the kick up in the air and back down. Mm. Uh, as someone who used to play football as a kid and would frequently, not not to that level of skill, <laughs> but would frequently kick a ball against a fence. Uh, and I, I did damage to, to this wooden fence. Now, that's wood compared to stone. But I think you could conceivably, you could conceivably with a lot more time, Damage um, a wall with a football. Yeah, with single kicks. I mean, a football can obviously absorb uh, absorb and release energy. Yeah, uh, mm. by its design. But I I think it would yeah it wouldn't be a single kick. But mm. you have to remember that Shaolin is about the transference of key. All right. Mm. So what they're really doing is using an object to transfer energy. So mm. realistically, that object doesn't have to be capable of the physics don't have to come into play yes well, and uh, the, the, the transferal of key or chi energy doesn't really come into modern uh, association football rules yeah they don't they oh, should that's unfortunate mm. yeah. so um what the, that brings me fifa's corrupt yeah because there's no <laughs> section to i mean uh, a final question was was this uh, uh, i mean uh as a football fan mm. Well, as a, as a non-football fan, there's often like, uh, I think of like that Simpsons joke when it, when they're like, uh, oh, passes back to wing, back to center, uh, back to goalie, oh, now Holds to it. wing. Holds and then it. there's the Holds other it. announcer who's like, oh, it's back to wing, back to center, back. Mm. Um, With players such as Ariaka and Ariaka too. <laughs> is, is, is football, is there like that difference of excitement? So like when you're, when you're a fan and, and you watch it and it can be as exciting, perhaps mm. maybe not to the level of Shaolin soccer, but it can have that great excitement where as a non-fan you're just seeing it and you're like, this just seems like a slow game where there's not much scoring. Yes, uh, mm. is the short answer. There is, um, given the, ver- the amount of different people involved in football, the amount of different teams there are around the world and the different stakes that are on different matches, you can have games mm. which um, are... I would say as dramatic as that final, maybe not as visually stunning, but you know, for example, that was a final that finished one nil. Like in terms of a football match, there's really not much to talk about except for, you know, the fact that they destroyed the net and that goalkeeper's clothes got ripped off and they, and they also had two (laughs) goalkeepers injured. Um, You know, things, Uh, there there were moments of, there was a flaming puma ball. But yeah, I I, I mean, I would say like um, football as a sport has the capacity to create moments of drama but the reason that that exists is because it mm. also has the capacity to be boring 
and you mm. never quite know what you're going to get. Like this World Cup, you could get some really fantastic matches, but the reason that those games are fantastic and the reason they have the drama and the pressure is because of the circumstance of this is the World Cup final, this yeah. is the semi-final mm. to get into that final. Um, there's a big cup. Yeah, there's a big go- yeah, there's a big golden cup. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, and, and even in regular league football, like one of the most excited. Uh, the most excited I've ever felt, I think, was at the end of a uh, Manchester derby between United and City in 2009 oh, yeah. when Manchester United beat City 4-3 and they scored the fourth goal in the 97th minute what? of the match. Mm. Yeah, and it was like... Matches I, go for 97 minutes. Well, We've had a lot of other time. Yeah, we, there was six or seven minutes of, of uh, extra time. And when that goal went Gosh. in, and it had been a really exciting game up to that point, mm. but when that goal went in... I was watching it with my dad, who is a United fan like myself, and his two brothers, who are both City fans. I leapt up from the couch and just ran out the room and yep. ran around excitedly. Yeah. With the shirt thing? I know I kept my shirt down because I, I had to go find my, my brother because he wasn't watching the game. But I was I went and found him and I just went, you have to come and look at this. You have yeah. to come and look at this. And I just was absolute. I was gone for like mm. two minutes just through pure excitement and adrenaline. So, yeah. yeah, it can happen. One of the great things about soccer is it is a low-scoring game, which means that those moments where there is a potential goal mm. happening means so much more. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, uh, those. F- sometimes you can feel completely hard done by because out of nowhere, it's suddenly there's a goal and that's it. Your team might mm. lose. Mm. You know what I mean? It's uh, that tension between yeah, build- one and little slip and that's I, such a huge yeah. distance to cross. To I get can recall... That back. Last World Cup, it was Australia. I can't remember who we were versing, but it was a team who was better than us. Mm. By rights, way better than us. And we ended up getting up 2-1. Now, we ended up losing 3-2, um, which was heartbreaking. Mm. Uh, but there was that moment where we got that second goal in, and it was, I believe it was Cahill. Oh, was that the really great goal Cahill scored against the Dutch? Yeah, and yeah. he just smashed it in. Oh, that goal was amazing. Um, and it was an incredible goal. Yeah. Mm. And suddenly, like, I was watching it. It was 2 a.m. in the morning mm. or something like that. It was definitely in, in, in the yeah, a.m. Yeah, I was I, watching it with yeah. some friends. We'd had a few beers and we're just chanting, 2-1, 2-1, at the top of our lungs, um, pissing off the neighbours, I'm sure. Although I'm, I'm, it was a weekend, so whatever. Mm. Um, and it was just that moment of like, holy shit, we might actually win this game that we are not meant to win mm. off an incredible goal. Mm. Uh, didn't go that way, yeah. unfortunately. But you can see where the highs come in. Yeah. I, I, same mm. same thing with that Tim Cahill goal. I was watching it at the time and it was another moment where it happened and you kind of just go, oh, like that. that's mm. the thing. Um, yeah. And I think that's why football works quite well in terms of a sport into a film mm. is it can create those moments of tension and drama now you look at yeah. I, I suppose uh football slash soccer films that take themselves more seriously like bend it like beckham or the goal films you know films which are actually about like more realistic goal. football matches yeah it was a series of films called goal or goal two uh, right. they were about like this young american kid that ended up going and playing for in the first film he played for newcastle united uh <laughs> like he went and like broke through into a premier league side and then you know, it had actual footballers cameoing it. Like, I think the second film had, like, Zinedine Zidane and Luis Figo right. cameoing and things like that. Um, but they take themselves very seriously. Uh, and same with Bend It Like Beckham. It's about a, a young girl wants to play for this team and do well. Shallon Soccer presents those moments in a heightened reality mm, state. Yeah. Like, those sequences where you've got the goalkeepers taking on an entire team, like, just stood around <laughs> taking mm, yeah, shots. Yeah, you like, was... if anyone... And, and I, interestingly enough, in none of those sequences mm. did... 
the ball go into the goal. Yeah. But if they had, you're kind of sitting there like, what the hell is wrong with you as a team? Yeah. That you were like, yeah, we'll let him test his medal mm. and potentially lose. I mean, I, kind of- I should also point out that in those sequences, they were all offside after the first shot. So <laughs> it, w- right. it wouldn't have counted. Oh, anyway. yes. <laughs> That was, that was another great thing that I liked about it, especially in that final match when it was, uh, yeah, it had that um, real uh, um, anime cartoony style where mm. it was, was like, ah, I will let you make your move and then you can make, and then yeah. we will make our move and then you will do your move. And yeah, there's we'll a see, lot of people just waiting yeah. around. Yeah, just throwing punches yeah. back and forth. Yeah. And, you know, and the fact yeah. both goalkeepers like were playing so well and they were like doing the finger wave, the Neo yeah. like yeah. come on thing to, to the opposition. I love that. It was, yeah. Just tremendously, tremendously good fun. It's a really fun film. Mm, That's ultimately yeah, what we get out of this. Is you know, and we, you know, it, it, it's very, um, it's very obvious in what it's doing. Like it's the Shaolin soccer team versus Team Evil, uh, who <laughs> yeah. wear all black and do uh, illegal drugs. You know that kind American. of American. Oh yeah, yeah. Drugs. the great and um, then, science uh, underwater. Oh, bit. Yeah, yeah like so I love good. how like it was like at the end that the 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 newspaper read that he was he was he was banned for life for illegal training. Really? Yeah, <laughs> like they couldn't even go so far as to be like steroids. Yeah, like mm. magical steroids or some some such. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's just it's a tremendously fun film and. You know, it, it's one of those things where, I, at least I, I feel, you sit there, you watch it, you have a good time, but you don't really, you're not going to be thinking about it tomorrow. Mm. But it, it's one of those films where, no. it, it, you know, it's it, good laugh. It's it's like a it's like a Mars bar. You know, it's, it's you just <laughs> you have it at the time, How you enjoy dare. it, but How tomo- very dare you. But tomorrow you're not going. Mm, that oh, Mars dude, bar. it's no deep fried Mars bar. Yeah, now oh, deep. Cr- mm. <laughs> You'd be neither feeling of that your metaphors appeal to me at all. <laughs> it's um, like a good. Um, Salmon nigiri, uh, f- freshly prepared. It's delicious. It's full of omega threes. Mm. Uh, but you know, next day you'll probably eat something else. Mm. True. Uh, would you guys like some trivia about Shaolin sure. Soccer? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go on. Stephen Chow, who played Sing and mm. wrote and directed this film, yep. uh, was inspired by the animated series Captain Sabasa, Captain which is uh, something you know a bit about, Dean. Yes, I've never uh, never read it or watched it, uh, but in kind of looking it up um, recently, I noticed a few things, especially after they said Shaolin Soccer was influenced by it. And one of the things I said specifically was the goalie in the Team Evil uh, is with the long hair. Mm-hmm. He's heavily inspired by one of the main kind of rivals from that series, who was a goalie right. with similar long hair. Okay, so yeah, a few aesthetic things. And yeah, Captain Sabasa, again, I, I don't watch a lot of anime, but it is one of the anime slash manga characters that I'm actually aware of mm. from, from popular culture. And yeah, I, I, I think it's fun. I think, yeah, it, there's mm. something about the mixture of like um, anime and football that just seems to work. I think it's partly the they, bright colours. They do it. I mean, there's tons of sports anime now. Mm. Back in the day, not so much, but now it seems recently they've got a bunch of sports anime of varying kinds. There's one about ice skating. There's one that's rugby. Yeah. There's one that's... I remember there was a basketball one that was big when I was in high school. Um, what else? Soccer? Definitely soccer. Uh, and they're just... It's a genre that seems to be blowing up right now. And it makes mm. sense because you add that kind of stylized action. Mm. You know what I mean? You think about a lot of the structure of anime, which is like, we need to work harder and get mm. better and oh my gosh they know this incredible technique how yeah. are we going to defeat them and there's also very own. very clearly defined rules from the yeah. sport mm. um so you know you could do an anime about cricket and it would probably be yeah, it would be called like the duckworth lewis method and it'd be amazing 
In North America, this film received a significant following through pirated copies and internet downloads mm. because there was never an official release of this film issued. Yep. Uh, Miramax's refusal to release this movie for nearly two years only strengthened the underground mm. word of mouth, uh, and cinephiles searched high and low for copies of this film. I can back that up. My uh, original copy of Shaolin Soccer was a pirated version from Bali. Yeah. Yep. Very nice. Um, in the Italian version of this film, all the main characters... Italian dubbing. Yeah, oh. with the Italian dub. Oh my God, let's watch it immediately. Yeah. All the main <laughs> characters that. were dubbed by professional soccer players. Oh, oh what? Yeah. Could uh, they act? I, I, I've never watched it and I don't speak Italian, oh, so I'm, I'm not the person to act. Because I've but... seen... I'm sorry, I've, like we've all seen some famous soccer players try to act and you're like, yeah. oh no. Yeah, so for example, I don't know if they're at the um, David Beckham end of the scale, which is not great, or if they're at the Eric Cantona end, which is, oh, you can actually act. That's mm. amazing. The film was referenced in Stephen Chow's next film, Kung Fu Hustle. Yep. During the first appearance in that film, uh, during his first appearance in that film, Chow enters uh, and encounters a few boys playing a game of soccer. He stomps on the ball after doing a few tricks and yells, no more soccer! there's a few ones Um, I can't remember the line oh uh, there's a line so the first team they verse Mm. uh, that's all like oh look at this guy oh look at that guy with the wrench no 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 no. the first professional team they verse and there's that guy who's kind of cheekily going like look at that guy oh whoa look at him and then suddenly it's like pew and it's in the goal Mm. that guy was in all was in his uh, a movie before Shaolin Soccer and he was also in Kung Fu Hustle. And he says, it's a line along the lines of like, um, oh, it can't be real. It's just an illusion. Mm. Uh, and apparently Tricks. he said that line in, in all three. Just, oh, okay. just for fun. Apparently in the second film, he said it on a whim. Mm. And they're like, oh, <laughs> it works. Let's do it in the next. Yeah. Mm. Oh, lovely. Also, if you look hard enough in the scene, just before they start dancing outside the Steamy Buns store, mm. you will see uh, the quintessential cantankerous old lady with a cigarette. Uh, from mm. Kung Fu Hustle 2. I don't know if it's the same actress, but you look at her and you're like, that's the same character. That, I have that, not seen Kung Fu Hustle. That character stereotype is very strong yeah. in, in a lot of the Chow films. Um, in order to make it appear as though her head had been shaved, uh, Wei Zhao, the actress who played Mui, would sit in the makeup chair for eight to ten hours per day. Uh, what? Mm. What for? For the bold. For the bold look. Yeah, but I've had a bold cap put on before. It didn't take that long. <laughs> Did it look as good as that one, though? Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, so eight to ten hours a day. But mine took 15 minutes. Mm. Skin blending, or it's like skin tone blending. with. The but again, cap. eight hours. Mm. Maybe they had a I mean, how much blending can you do? Mm. Apparently, eight hours Application, worth. getting the hair under it. I don't... Gosh... I can't possibly think it was about... a very, I thought she just shaped her head. Yeah, yeah I, it, it looked really convincing. good. I'll give them that. So obviously they got their eight hours worth, but <laughs> it's, it's a weird thing for them to suddenly put so much effort into considering the film, isn't it? It costs twice the amount of budget of the film. Like, like she has to look really good, Paul. Yeah, the know? ET joke isn't going to work otherwise. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, wow, okay, mm. sure. Well, it possibly could have worked better if it was really poorly done. Possibly. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, mm. eight hours, though. Mm. Uh, and oh, finally... Wow. It worked, looked good. The Shaolin goalkeeper is a humorous homage to the martial arts legend Bruce Lee. Ah, oh, so good. Uh, he develops a Lee-style haircut and wears a Game of Death yellow jumpsuit as his uh, yeah. goalkeeping outfit. 
Uh, when he's carried off, he also wears the big lens sunglasses <laughs> Lee was famous for wearing. As he's carried off, he lies in the exact same fashion that Bruce Lee was laid to rest in his coffin in Hong oh, Kong. Yeah, so it's a massive Bruce Lee homage. But even to, like even to, his style, mm. all his movements, yeah. uh, all his stances, so very Bruce Lee. Even you know, to the, to the, the point, the, though, the thumb kind of yeah. The... Like at one point, we were watching this, and I think Dean, you said, "Is that Bruce Lee for half a second?" Yeah, yeah. I was like, he, surely he's, not. He's really good. Yeah. He's he's fantastic. I wonder if they got him. He does look a lot like him with the um, the haircut they gave him. Mm. Let's score the film. Uh, This is where at the end of each episode, uh, Chris, we Mm -hmm. get together and we give the film a score out of ten. And this is uh, with one being awful Mm -hmm. and ten being great. Uh, and it's more just kind of a reflection of roughly where the film falls in our own personal uh, Mm. filmography. So, Dean, I'll get you to to score first. What would you give Shaolin Soccer out Uh, of ten? Out of ten. For what it is, mm. it's one of those films that just knows exactly what it is, mm. and it, it doesn't try to be anything else. It goes, we're going to make a fun, wacky film that combines this over-the-top Shaolin kung fu movie style with a game of soccer, uh, and it just works. It works on many levels. So I'd, I'd give it, out of 10, I'd give it anywhere from 8 to 9. Okay. Maybe not a 10, because it's not a perfect, perfect, perfect film. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, Again, it just it knows what it wants to be. Mm. It it executes it really well, and yeah, I like it. Mm. So, Chris, what would you give it? Uh, well, as uh, self-confessed, I'm not a huge fan of films per se, in that I, I generally find uh, better storytelling in like a sort of longer format. Mm. Um, but I do enjoy films that are wacky, uh, a bit sort of. Um, surreal or yeah you know comedies uh, like this that mm. yeah know what they want to do and and get it done in a concise manner and keep up the gags uh so i would give it uh cause, yeah, i was surprised by how much i enjoyed it i'd probably give it seven by flying bicycle kicks out of ten okay <laughs> no that's that's good uh and I'm actually pretty much bang on with you. My my my, my thoughts exactly. I, I I think it's a really enjoyable film. Mm. Um, I don't think it's a great film. Mm. I I don't think it's one of those films that you know is in like the you know hundred must watch movies. I wouldn't type thing. feel the need to rewatch it. Probably. Yeah, but you know, it's would it's, you put it in uh, a list of ten sports movies? Or a list of 10 kung fu movies? Not kung fu. I would Mm. put it in a list of 10 sports films at this stage. Um, Mm. I think it is... Not a hell of a lot in that category. Yeah, but it is very enjoyable. Um, I think Mm. it's... Yeah, it's fun. It's great if you're, you know, you're not having a great day and you need something to have a laugh at. I think it's a fun film where you don't need to understand football. You don't need to understand kung fu. You just need to... Yeah, the film lays it all out very simply. Mm. You don't need to understand the rules. Um, or you can really enjoy the rules. Uh, you, know, you can be a big fan of the sport and still enjoy it. So I think it it does everything that it needs to do. And for me, I'd give it seven um, steamy buns <laughs> out of ten. I think it's yeah, it's a lovely film. And there, are those steamy buns salty or sweet? Uh, oh, sweet. Yeah, not okay, the not good. the tear infused ones. Yeah, you don't want salty buns. No. Um, so that brings us almost to the end of this episode. All that remains is for World Cup predictions, because, of course, the World Cup kicks off tomorrow uh, from the release of this episode. So we have a list of the 32 teams. Now, Chris, you know nothing Nothing. about football, so you're just going to have a look at this list here and pick... uh, I want you to pick the two or three teams you think are going to do well. Can we have different categories? Can we have, like, the 
Okay, yeah. Teams we want to do well and the yeah. teams we actually think will do well. Okay, because so, there's some obvious answers for. Uh, okay, so we'll start with you then, Dean, because uh, you have a little bit more of an idea. Who do you want Not as to much win? As you'd think. Who do you want to win the World Cup? Okay, who do I want to win the World Cup? Yep. The answer is very clear. Yep. Australia. Yeah. Okay. All but right. Now, who do you think will win the World Cup? Uh, I'm probably gonna back <sighs> probably Denmark or Germany. Okay. Um, any, I want to say Brazil, but that's a boring answer. Uh, Spain, obviously, strong contender. And anybody, in, any re- reason in particular you went for Germany slash Denmark? Just strong teams. Okay. I'm not a huge... Uh, I, I don't follow a lot of soccer outside of the World Cup. Okay. So most of my World Cup predictions are based on previous World Cups. Okay. Um, as far as teams I'd like to win, mm. uh, I'm going to say Japan would be fun to watch win. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as, you know, we have a rivalry, the re, that rivalry with them, mm. um, you know, in the... It's, it's Australasia, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, um, technically Australia is part of the Asian Confederation, so... Yeah. Nigeria. I'd like to see Nigeria win, just because mm. uh, I think we said previously off-stream that I like their little goalie ritual that they do. Mm. I know nothing about the team. I just like that one little thing. Yeah. Uh, and North Korea would be great, because I'm sure they'd make a lot of K-pop well, songs about it. And You mean South Korea? You said North. Sorry. I should say... <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Well, maybe there'll be, you know, who knows, negotiations. Uh, no, the Korean Republic, yeah. which is South Korea. Yeah. That's... Uh, that's that's uh, On this week of all weeks, that's yeah. that's a hell of a... That's a Trumpian faux pas to make. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just like to see, you know, the, the, the K-pop groups come out and mm. celebrate. And, okay. Yeah. Uh, Chris, who do you want to win the World Cup? Um, I, I have no preference. Okay. Who do you come think on. will win then? Um, I have chosen three teams, mm-hmm. which I would be happy with, um, for three different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, Australia, because I live here yep, at the that's moment. Good. That's, that's the um, correct answer. Croatia, because I'm half Croatian by blood. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. and Korea Republic, because, uh, yeah. I'm into South Korean culture at the moment. Okay, yeah, so cool. so you you're both going South Korea. Yeah, yeah, I would love to just you know settle down with some barbecue and kimchi, mm. and just celebrate it's the win. You know. Okay. Well, I mean, personally, obviously, I would like England to win the World Cup, but I know that's unlikely. I think, suspect, and fully believe that Germany will win the World Cup yeah. because they are just clearly one of the best. Uh, national teams currently going um although you know the, the usual suspects will will contend i think germany just have everything going for them at the moment mm. uh but given that you both are big south korea fans i'm gonna jump on that as well and say uh to the south korean national team the cinema catch-up club is officially backing <laughs> you as our team for the 2018 right. world cup we we wanted to wait to announce it, but the Korean Republic teams will have yeah. Cinema Catch Up Club logos on the backs of their jerseys. Yeah, and if you know if South Korea win the World Cup, oh. we will do a month of Korean films. Oh, oh yes, please, and yeah. a bunch. Okay, 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 okay. Do you want to go further? Then a month. No, no, no. If they win, mm. we need to write a K-pop song. Yes. Okay. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Right, Dean, we'll Chris, and this. I will write a K-pop song and uh, maybe perform, and it. maybe perform <laughs> it. Yes. Uh, but we will also do a month of Korean cinema Sweet. if South Korea yes. win the World Cup. Swear it. So, uh, given that that's not happening, <laughs> because, uh, what if what if Germany win? What do we do? Uh, we kind of all just go typical and carry on with our day. Yeah. Uh, but yes, what if Australia win? Uh, if Australia win, we go mental. I think. Yeah. 
Well, then we just cancel the show and go get drunk. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed uh, Shaolin Soccer. Thank you very much uh, to our patrons. Uh, this was uh, a suggestion from them. That's why we watch this film. If you want to become an official member of why the Cinema Catch-Up Club and become a Patreon patron, just go to patreon.com forward slash ccuc podcast. Uh, we can also be found on Facebook. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club there. And, of course, we can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud and anywhere you can download and subscribe to podcasts. Uh, that's all for this week, though. So until next time, goodbye. Bye. 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 You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.